Welcome to the Created for This Birth podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Lewis. I'm a holistic mama to a four-year-old, currently pregnant with my second, a childbirth educator, and lover of all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. I'm here to equip you to birth without second-guessing your choices, empower you to trust your God-given abilities, and encourage you to choose faith and strength over fear and coercion. Each episode, I'll cover different topics, interview professionals, and more. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're ready for a class, check out createdforthisbirth.com. Now let's dive in. Welcome back. Um, If you have listened to the first two episodes, thank you so much for being here and supporting me. Um, This is very informal. It's not high production yet, maybe one day. I am currently sitting in my closet (laughs) recording this episode and all the episodes you listen to. So I appreciate your support and for being here. So today we are going to talk about autonomy, which I kind of touched on in the previous episode. I just didn't use that big of a word. This will be a good episode if you're wanting to feel more empowered in the choices that you've already made or will be making soon, or if you're feeling anxious or unsure about standing up for yourself during your birth, or maybe you're finding it hard to trust even right now that you're making the right choices or that you won't throw your preferences out the window when your doctor, OB, midwife makes a suggestion or even abuses their power. So let's get a good understanding of what an autonomous birth looks like. Um, It's not dependent on any really specific style of giving birth or location. Like you don't have to have a home birth to have an autonomous birth. You can have an autonomous birth in any setting with any care provider. It could be a water birth at home or a planned cesarean. It just basically means that you are confident. You believe that you are able to make the best choices for you and your baby, and you are respected as ultimate authority over what happens in your birth, into your body, into your baby. Um, You are also informed. You're aware of all of your options, and because of that, you're free to make intuitive decisions without feeling like you're being pressured into something. So um, it's going to give you the best chance at avoiding a traumatic experience and the best chance at starting your motherhood journey with a deeper sense of calm and peace. So why is it important to develop autonomy when it comes to our birth? Um, Well, basically because it allows you to make decisions that are best for you and your baby and your family without having a care for how someone else is going to feel or if your doctor is going to be offended or if your mother-in-law is going to have her feelings hurt. Um, That did not happen. (laughs) It wasn't like a jab or anything um, as a side note. Um, But because you have developed this autonomy, um, The choices that you are making, they align so well with your core values and your beliefs that it's allowing you to live more authentically and to be more you. And while most people do think that birth is a physical event, because of course physical things are happening, there are some of you that understand um, the need to prepare your mind. And then there's kind of a third component, which I feel like more and more are beginning to understand the importance of this is developing your autonomy, which is um, 
which we just touched on, like it's your sense of self, your confidence and the role that that has in your birth experience. And so having this autonomy, getting it developed, being confident, it allows you to have the birth that you want and to be able to say no to the things that you may not want for your birth. So, you know, certain interventions or suggestions, things like that. So now that we have a better sense of what autonomy is in birth, let's cover some of the steps that um, will empower you to create a birth that feels autonomous. So first, I want you to learn how to think critically. (laughs) I feel like, and this is kind of what I was just mentioning, is that I feel like more and more people are starting to ask more questions with things and not just take it at face value or with the assumption that what's right for you is what's right for me. So asking more questions, diving into what's truly important to you, and not being afraid to go against the flow of the norm of how things usually go. Um, One of the things that my mentor has created for making informed decisions instead of like the brain model, which has been used popularly for making informed decisions and thinking critically, hers is the rainbow method. So that stands for risks and research, alternatives, intuition, nothing. So what happens if I do nothing? Benefits, obligation, which is, you know, understanding your legal rights. And then what? What am I going to do? So I like to use that model um, when it comes to thinking critically, asking questions. So then next you want to build your confidence. So you feel comfortable standing up for yourself and what you want your birth to look like. So ways that you can build your confidence. um, Talk to moms that have had a birth experience that you want, or maybe you know of a mom that um, maybe didn't have the experience that you want to have. Like maybe she had a home birth and you want to have a hospital birth, but you can talk to her about what her birth experience was like and how she managed not being in a hospital, and that will build your confidence to be able to birth in a hospital. Um, There's lots of books out there that you can read. You're going to want to figure out what your options are, understanding things like variations of normal, take a birth class, learn your legal rights. Um, And I want to say, like, (laughs) understanding that um, many things are said to be policies, especially if you are in a hospital or OB setting. Policies shouldn't dictate the care that you receive. So oftentimes, more and more, um, there are sometimes policies that are actually preferences of the care provider that you have, or maybe it's just how they've always done things, but they're not actually in writing anywhere. So make sure you keep that in mind um, and as like a red flag to kind of visit or investigate a little bit further if you have a hospital that says, well, that's just our policy. Um, yeah, that might not be the case. So make sure you look for it in writing (laughs) and then, um, make sure you surround yourself with people that are going to support you and your desires first and foremost. And this is always a really good point that I like to say where you can kind of stop and assess if there's any outside pressure or obligation that you're feeling before you make a decision. So, um, for instance, just because someone's family or has been your best friend for 20 years, it doesn't mean that they 
have to be or need to be a part of your support system leading up to your birth or even after. And sometimes they can actually make some of the worst support people. And I will probably cover support teams in a different episode, but um, that was just a quick little note to empower you that you want to make sure um, you give yourself permission to put space between you and others so that you can get into the right headspace leading into your birth. And then don't forget to practice saying no. <laughs> like even out loud. Like if you have to sit in your closet and practice saying no out loud. Just don't be afraid to use that word. Okay, and then one of the most important things and components to consider, if you are a believer in Jesus and God, and um, that is one of my foundational values in my life, so I wanted to address this as well, Um, then you believe that our bodies are sacred and precious and worthy of respect. We are God's creation, we are created in His image, and we belong entirely to Him. We were bought with a price, and so honoring God and bringing our questions and hesitations and pressures and all of that to him is really one of the most important things that we can do for our birth and our choices. And honestly, it's the best way to give ourselves peace for what's to come. And I'll probably talk about that in another episode. It's more, um, yeah, for another time. So, um, you know, like our care team and our doctors, they're there as guides, but they don't own us. They work for us. And so it's important to acknowledge God's authority when we are making choices. We're praying over our birth experiences and we're we're regarding this precious life that he's been knitting together in the womb for us to bring to life. <laughs> I mean, they're already alive, but, you know, to bring to earth. Um, So being able to make choices that allow us to be autonomous is a gift, but we also have that accountability to make the choices for our bodies that honor God. And if I can be a bit bold today, um, I think that because the medical community has given us so many interventions and options and made it like more, I don't know, more and more, it just seems that there's this temptation to almost play God in a sense and short circuit the process of birth that God designed. Um, So we make choices that give us the most control over when and how our baby is born, um, even down to like the day. Um, These interventions and choices almost provide like a false sense of autonomy when in reality what we're doing is we're actually taking authority in a way that God may not want us to. So I want to encourage you um, just to be confident in your choices alongside of God and um, make sure that that ability to be autonomous is not overriding your relationship and your respect for God in the way that he has designed our bodies to know what to do when it comes to birth. So that being said, my last tip for today is to encourage you to be confident in your choices and kill the imposter syndrome in your head. So some of you have even said this to me because when I say that I've had an out-of-hospital birth, sometimes it's like I'm, I don't know. (laughs) 
anyway, the thoughts of maybe I'm not strong enough for a natural birth or my pain tolerance isn't that high and I just don't think I could do it without an epidural or why couldn't my body give birth vaginally last time? Why does my body feel so broken? Um, I want you to squash these thoughts. They are not invited to your next birth. And it is so easy to get in our heads and compare ourselves to what we think other people are like or the experience that they may have had. But um, remember, like, you're not alone in these thoughts. We all have moments like these. Even me, who is planning a home birth for my second, um, there are moments now while I'm waiting and the weeks are passing where sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know about this. Maybe I should just go to the hospital. Like we get in our heads. (laughs) And so when you're thinking these thoughts, um, counter them with positive statements and just remember how God has created you. He's made you to give birth and he's going to be with you and he's going to provide help along the way. He wants us to rely on him in the challenging times. And many of us will experience that in birth. So just remember, like, even, you know, I talked about honoring God with our choices, but honoring him with our thoughts as well. And remembering that um, he will give us things that we can't handle so that we rely on him. And for many of us, birth is one of those experiences. So as a recap, to become more autonomous in your birth, you want to think critically, build your confidence, protect your space, um, meaning your support system. And remember that you are precious and you are created in his image and so is your sweet baby and you are worthy of respect. You are capable of making your own decisions and you do not have to go with the flow of your doctor or even the way that you've always done things. You have choices. You are empowered. God has given us a brain and intuition. And so lean into that. Use that. Um trust that and work on developing that autonomy so that you can have the birth that you want to have and if you're looking for more support be sure to check out the resources that i offer at createdforthisbirth.com i host webinars and workshops i have free downloads for you and i'm here to support you the best that i can and if you're ready i do offer online live courses from time to time so be sure to check that out at createdforthisbirth.com